Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What's up, guys? Before we get into the show, i got to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee who have been making CBD-infused coffee for years. you got to try this stuff out. It's great, it's rich, it's tasty, and it has the benefits of CBD-infused right into the coffee. You can sign up as a subscriber and save 20% off every single time they send it straight to your door. Or you can use that code DNVR25. Yep, it used to be DNVR20, now it's DNVR25. You can get 25% off your first order. So make sure you check it out. And if you want to, you can come on down to the DNVR bar where we have Strava Craft Coffee Cold Brew right there on tap. So make sure you check out Strava Craft Coffee today. Happy Friday, Broncos country, and welcome into another edition of Three Ring Circus. We've got a really exciting show today, uh, and man, I, you know, all week I end up looking forward to these shows, guys, and this one I'm super, super excited about. How are you guys doing? My boys, what's up? I'm doing so good, and man, I cannot wait for this show as we are joined by Mr. Denver himself. Guys, I grew up listening to Mr. Vic Lombardi on the radio. I I watched him call all the, the Nuggets games, and now we get to talk to him. Vic, what's up? Do you care to tell the people what happened before this show started? I, I couldn't figure out the technology. And it seems to be a reoccurring theme in my life. You guys, you kids and your technology. I can't figure it out, but thanks for having me. I really am honored and privileged. Hey, I'm just glad I'm not the oldest guy on here today, Vic. So (laughs) thanks for joining us. (laughs) I was going to tell you, you know, just ditch Instagram, download TikTok. It's like Instagram, but motion pictures. Bro, I'm already on TikTok. Come on, man. I mean, I'm already at my, I got two daughters. They they had me on TikTok for a while, but I feel, in case you haven't heard, I, I got uh, hacked yesterday, and I don't know if you guys have been hacked. So around noon, my Twitter and my uh, Instagram were taken over by someone else. I couldn't get in, and I started to panic big time, right? Because your social media accounts, they're, they're basically a part of your personality. And I had, I mean, I'm thinking, oh, my God, someone's going to put something out there. And I didn't know what to do. I got back into Twitter about four hours later. I still can't get back into Instagram. And that really bothers me. I am locked out. I don't have the codes, whatever the necessary codes are. If anybody has those codes, please send them my way. Yeah, we got to get that figured out wow. for you, Vic. Don't they have anyone over there at altitude, like an IT person who can help you with this? They're not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we jump all the way into the show, I want to tell everyone that we are presented by MSU Denver Online. Check them out, MSU Denver. 
.edu slash online for all they have to offer. Uh, tons of great stuff going on over there. We've got 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. So if you're looking to further your education, uh, it's a great place to do it. And MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other Colorado institution. So if you're looking to keep that job and further your education at the same time, MSU is the place to do it. All right, Vic. We have a game for you to play. I'm going to let Zach uh, lead us into the game here, but it's a good old-fashioned game of Would You Rather. We've got some Broncos Would You Rathers and just some general life Would You Rather. So we're excited to uh, see see what you have to go, what you have to answer. This is a cool production, by the way. You got the graphics. You got people punching the graphics up. It's amazing what we can do online these days and how far we've advanced in just 12 months with COVID, isn't it? Like 12 months ago, were you able to put a show like this online? we didn't know like we could have but it, you know i feel like covid forced you to learn this type of stuff yeah. you know, and figure it out so all of our producers yeah. like kale who's behind the scenes now mm -hmm. Allie, like they had to figure out hey how can we do all this stuff remotely how can we do it all from home and it you know when you're forced to adapt you find some cool stuff but i'm ready to play any game you bring my way let's go all, all right, right. Let's, let's put let's put you on the hot seat, Vic. First one coming up of would you rather? All right, would you rather roll with Drew Locke for this year or draft a quarterback in the yeah, first round? That's a hell of a question because my obvious answer would be to do both, right? Because I wouldn't mind one bit if Drew had some competition and they found some competition in a draft choice. So if you make me make that decision now, drafting ninth. I would say roll with Drew Locke. If somehow you're able to identify a guy, move up a couple spots, draft a quarterback. But one or the other, I'd say roll with Drew Locke. Just in general, how do you feel about Drew? Are, are you in the camp of, hey, second year in the system, some a little bit of continuity, getting those weapons back healthy, he can take a big jump forward? Or are you more in the camp of it's only a matter of time before he's you know out of here? You know, maybe I'm too much of an easy grader, but I am willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, there were times last year where you're watching a game and you're like, all right, this, this guy's not the answer, right? And then there are other times when you have to reflect and say, well, yeah, he hasn't had any consistency with his coaching staff. He'll get that. He never had the benefit of an offseason last year. He'll get that. Uh, he, he's going to have a stout defense. That'll help him. I, I just think – one more year. Give me one more year just to make sure. If there's any uncertainty, give me that year. Because let's be honest. Let's say you do draft a rookie quarterback and you install him as the quarterback. Rookie's not going to get you to the promised land. I mean, that's far-fetched. So give me one year, Drew. And if it doesn't work, wash your hands of it and move on. Now, I think that's a really good point. Now, the interesting thing, though, Rolling with Drew Locke and not drafting a quarterback, it still means they're bringing, bringing somebody else. So what if that yeah. somebody else is Gardner Minshew or Sam Darnold, who I – Darnold in particular, I think, yeah. is really in play from what I've gathered. Yeah, I mean, if, if you bring in those two names specifically, they're not here to just say, hey, hey, have a good game, Drew. Hope you do well. They're here to win the job. They're here to get playing time. They think they're better than Drew Locke. Well, they better. You know, they're not here just for ornamental reasons. So it's a mm -hmm. different story than a rookie quarterback. A rookie quarterback still a development guy. Those two dudes have played and they've proven themselves in the league in some capacity. Not great, but they think they're starters. So a, a different kind of quarterback, Andrew. I, I agree with you. If you make that choice, you're bringing those guys in to win the job as much as they possibly can. 
We have an important transmission here. I'm not sure if you saw it. Uh, our friend Brandon Perna just paid us $10 just to tell you that your face looks very punchable today. I swear to God, Brandon. I swear <laughs> to God. Next time I see you climb out of your hole in Pueblo, wherever the hell you live, we're going. <laughs> oh, my God. I DNVR will put this fight on at the DNVR bar. <laughs> we'll put a ring in the middle of the bar. Uh Charge everyone like yeah. 50 bucks to get in. We'll make a fortune. Pern is the best. <laughs> Friend of the program, Brandon Pern. All right, let's move on to the next one here. All right, Vic. Would you rather... Let's see when it pops up. Drum roll. This is a juicy one. Okay, only eat Pop-Tarts for the rest of your life or only eat Hot Pockets for the rest of your life. You going sweet or savory here, Vic? Well, how soon do I want to die? Like, like you're basically asking me how how much month how much longer do I want to live? Um, any self-respecting Italian would never eat a hot pocket. I'm not Mark Bosham. I'm not doing that crap. All right. So I would rather die eating all that sugar that is a pop tart. That's 170 percent sugar. Give me three months of straight pop tarts and I'll be in my coffin happy. <laughs> At least you'll go. go out on a sugar high. Exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. You're telling me they don't. Uh, they don't have like the meatball mozzarella hot pockets, uh, in Italy. That's so funny. Like if you showed up in Italy in one of their delis and said, "Hey, give me a hot pocket," they'd probably es- escort you out of the restaurant, man. They wouldn't let you back in. Have you deported? Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. Oh. All right, let's see what we got. What do we got next? All right, Vic. Would you rather? I can tell this one's going to be juicy too. Would you rather? Eat soup for the rest of your life with no spoon or sandwiches only with a fork and a knife. Oh, this is easy for me. Am I one of those weirdies? I guess I am a weirdie because my family hates it. I only eat soup with nothing. I grab the bowl and slurp. That's how I eat my soup. Honest to God. Everywhere. Restaurants. I'm not joking because when you you use a spoon, you're always going to drop some and it drops the rest of it comes up Splashes. into your shirt and tie every single time, and it leaves a stain. I've learned the hard way. So now I'm just going old school, caveman style, and slurping the hell out of it. I have no issues with it. I wish, that's that's I smart. Would, I wish we could cue up the video of you uh, slurping your milk while trying out the C.J. Anderson stereo. <laughs> I love a good slurper. Uh, that was, <laughs> came out wrong. The best, the best part is CJ's trying to keep a straight face, and Vic is just slurping the milk as obnoxiously as he can. Finally, CJ just loses it. All right, next one coming up for you, Vic, is would you rather lose Callahan, Fuller, and Darby for five games each, so each miss five games, or lose one of them for the entire season? Oh, this is sure a rough one. Knock on wood here. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. God, man, what kind of masochists are you here? <laughs> that's me. This is my question. Wow, yeah. that that's a tough one because, you know, I, I guess I would I would say one for the entire season because then you have alternate options. You can. All right, we're going to have to lean on this dude. If you start losing guys in chunks and in, in games of stretches of five, it's tough to get any chemistry going. And when you got a secondary, chemistry means a lot. I think these guys will tell you. You got to know. You know, my favorite example of that when the Broncos beat the Patriots in the 2015 AFC title game. You remember the play when, oh God, who came in motion? 
and Aqib Talib and Chris Harris were talking to one another, and they basically handed off a receiver. And it proved to be the, the game-clinching play. Guys in the secondary got to talk. That chemistry is so vital and so important. So when you're missing guys for chunks of a season, that hurts deeply. I'd rather miss a guy, one guy for the entire season. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a great point and a great example there. And Vic, what do you thought of those moves that the Broncos have made, specifically at that cornerback position? Oh, I'm psyched. I, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I, listen, this is all on paper, obviously, and until it translates to the field. But on paper, I think the, the Broncos have upgraded. I, I think on paper, this is their most talented secondary since that no-fly zone. On paper, if nobody gets hurt, they answered the call here. I, I, you know, you, you got your slot guy in Callahan. You got your two corners taking care of the outside. You brought back Kareem for half a I, I don't know how they pulled that trick off. I mean, if I'm Kareem Jackson and I'm being told you're going to take that deep to pay cut, I'm out of here. And yet they managed to bring him back. He looked at the market. Good on the Broncos, man. They made it. They made it all happen, and they did it in the span of what ten days. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and since we're talking about offseason moves, Vic, it seems like every move that George Payton's made has been very well received on this podcast uh, from you for, from pretty much everyone. Is there anything that you haven't liked that George has done so far? Well, obviously the controversy surrounding Phil Lindsay and letting him walk and. You know, they have their reasons, I guess. I, I, I just w- I won't agree with them, but that's fine. Um, it's it's interesting because Peyton comes in and all the, automatically you want the new guy to, to do something, right? Fix it. And he took his time. He's running at his own pace. You know, you're trying to hurry him up. He's not going to be hurried up. Kareem Jackson, for example, when they decided not to pick up, I go, God, that's a big loss. I automatically, I don't know about you guys, but when they decided not to pick up his option, I, I thought there's no chance he's coming back. And I, I, I sat there and go, man, they're going to miss his physicality, his tenacity. They're going to miss all of that. And yet, lo and behold, they knew what they were doing. So there aren't many things he's done yet that, that, that have made me shake my head. Phil Lindsay, that one, I, there, there wasn't enough money at stake. You know, it's a million bucks in pro football. That's, I, I just didn't see that. I didn't see the, the need um to, to shake to, to make people mad and and maybe maybe they they have a completely different impression than I do yeah I mean I think what it came down to honestly is is Pat Shermer didn't want him he said you know I don't have much of a use for him here yeah well that, that's fine I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna pick coaches over players I think you're in the wrong business uh very few mm-hmm. coaches get that yeah. luxury <laughs> yeah it's very yeah, true I agree. It, really in any sport Name a sport where, again, Bilicek's done it all. Bilicek's done everything. He is the, arguably the greatest coach of all time. Took Brady away from him last year. How'd that work out? One of them won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. The other didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. It's not like Bruce Arians is chopped liver, though, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. And the other thing here is you're choosing an assistant coach, not even yeah. a head coach. You're choosing a yeah. coordinator who yeah. has basically, you know, coordinators have been disposable around here for the last few yeah. years. And Andrew, it was obvious, though, when they brought Shermer in and then they went out and signed Melvin Gordon and they gave him the money he did. You know, you connect the dots. It's obvious why they did what they did. And that's fine. Uh, But coaches are hired to be fired at every level, at every level, every time. So it's up to you to decide who you're going to put your stock in. Man, that's good. Coaches are hired to be fired. That's brutal, but it's the truth. (laughs) It's what it is. Yep.
Yep. All right. Let's dial up the next one, Kale. All right, Vic. Would you rather have all of your teams win a championship in the same year or, or, or wait, or have 10? Wait, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Okay. All the teams win the championship in the same year or you get 10 straight years of the playoffs for all the teams, but no championship. Kind of the Tampa experience. Oh, my God. And, yeah. and with your team's winning championships in one year, they don't make the playoffs the other nine years. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a nugget you threw at me that makes it hurt. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're in playoff position for 10 straight years, right, and you're vying for a championship, the word vying is the operative word here. Um, you're the talk of the town. You know, it's wonderful. Everybody's into it. I think I would rather take the latter 10 years of playoffs because you're still in the conversation and your teams are meaningful teams with meaningful wins and everybody's into it. If you give me a championship for all of them in one year and then they fall off the face of the earth, what the hell am I going to do? What do I do with my, what do I do with my hands? That that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really does. And, and, and I agree with you, Vic. I mean, for you, could you imagine the Broncos, Nuggets, Rockies, Avs, Notre Dame, they're all in the playoffs every single year. Yeah. And while it doesn't come to a championship, I mean, for, you know, 11 months out of the year, you're thrilled with it. The closest we've ever come in this town uh, is the late nineties when the sporting news rest in peace Sporting used was a print uh, version of a Sports Illustrated competitor. They dubbed the uh, city of Denver, and I believe it was 1998, uh, the greatest sports town in America. And they did this every year. They dubbed a different city. And those were the years where the Broncos consecutive Super Bowl championship. The Avs, they uh, or a couple years early, won a Stanley Cup. They were kicking butt. The Blake Street Bombers were, were wowing the crowds. The only team that was down then were the Nuggets. But that was when the city of Denver truly was a city of of not all champions, but close to champions. Yeah, yep. and even like back then, CU was a top 10 football oh, you're program. Right. CSU you're right. was really good by, back Under then, sunny. the salad days of Sunny. I mean, yeah. every, everything was – even C, CU in basketball was yeah. an NCAA team right around that time with Ricardo Patton. I mean, everything seemed to be rolling except the Nuggets at that moment. I have a weird brain. I, I remember Sports Illustrated covers. And it's funny yeah. you bring that up, Andrew, because I remember there was a cover of CSU beating Arizona back when Arizona could play football. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal, man. Sonny took his boys down to Tucson and beat the Wildcats, and it made the cover of Sports Illustrated. You're exactly right. Yeah. Was that that might have been the desert swarm defense yeah, coming? It was. <laughs> yeah. Um it's so so it's funny in the comments here, James is saying, easy, give me all the championships. And I actually think it's a little bit different depending on wh- which seat you're sitting in. Because for us, this also happens to be our livelihood. And it is so much easier to do our jobs when the teams are winning. So God, yeah. if the Broncos are in the playoffs and the Nuggets are in the playoffs and the Rockies are in the playoffs and the Avs are in the playoffs, this whole town is buzzing. And everyone is, you know, turning on the games every night. You look at, and someone else in the comments said, Broncos are halfway to the first option, you know, 10 years without the playoffs. It's been miserable. It's been yeah. terrible. And they did win a championship right on the other side of that. Um, and I think that that experience of going from the Broncos winning a Super Bowl to being damn near irrelevant every year since has definitely taught me, just give me competitive teams year in, year out, and I'll be happy. I cannot uh, agree with you more. It, it's just you want to be in the conversation, right? Yeah. You want to be relevant. There's nothing worse in sports than apathy and irrelevance. 
I mean, yeah. think about it. Yeah. What are your expectations out of the Rockies this season? What Nothing. expectations do you have? So what fun is that? If at least you can say, oh, this team's got a shot, right. then, then okay, mm-hmm. we, then we got something. If you know deep down you got no shot, what's the point here? What are we doing? We're, we're wasting our time. Especially yeah. when there's 162 games with them. Yeah. That's brutal. And yeah. from a football perspective, I mean, I've, I've lived that with Tampa Bay for mm-hmm. a while, that they win the Super Bowl and they literally did not win another playoff game until – this past January when they went on a Super Bowl run and down there, the last dozen years or so in particular are just misery over and over trying, trying everything to make it work. And then finally they threw up their hands and said, let's try a 43 year old quarterback. And it paid off, but you can't blame them for trying that because they, because they were miserable and they were, and, and their fans had, had largely lost hope. Yeah. You guys, you guys bring up some great points, yeah. very astute observations. I, you know, it, but you said it first, Ryan. We're different, and I have to keep reminding myself because when you're in the business, as much as we want to say we're like the common fan, we're not. We're not. We're in the business, and when you make a business out of sports, you treat it and you look at it through a different scope. Yeah, yeah, and and, spe- and speaking of uh, business, Brandon Perna again chimes in and says he was the one to hack your Instagram. Full frontal photos coming soon. Son of a bitch! Are you allowed to? <laughs> you are now. Um, I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I wouldn't put it past him at all. You have all my codes. You used to come to my house. You said you have access to my house. I'm surprised they don't find you here. Uh, that, that, the problem is just that you don't find him, not that he's not there. Oh, full frontal. Is it full frontal's pre or post prostate surgery? I want to know. All right, what do we got next? All right, Vic, would you rather have the best round of golf in your life, but then below average after that? Or would you rather have just an above average golf season uh, for an entire season? Oh, so think God. of it this way. You start the season. You What's your what's your personal record? I, I shot it last year. June, wow. like June 15th is my best round ever. What was it? Shot a 69. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Wow. Nice. So, so you that your first round of the season you shoot sixty eight, yeah. But then the rest of the season you play under your handicap or above your handicap. Or yeah, just, I know what you're saying. I, I uh, I'll take the sixty eight because you can always go back to that, right? You know, yep. you may suck for the rest. And by the way, after shooting that sixty nine, I sucked for the rest of the year. <laughs> what so happened, there you go. You lived yeah, it. Yeah, but what happens is mentally you you get to a certain level and you're like. Oh man, this round started sucky. I suck now. I'll never shoot 16. And then you just you just fall apart because you're not on that pace anymore. And that's what golf does to you. It's the ultimate tease, man. It's a tease, is what it is. So you get to that level and you want to go back so bad and you just can't get there. Yeah. I, I would do the exact same as you because you have that for the rest of your life. You know, the whole reason you really step on the golf course, obviously you're just there to have fun and play, but like mm-hmm. every day you go out there, you're hoping you shoot your personal record. Sure. Most years you don't. Um, so yeah, I would, I would take the PR for sure. Also, that reminds me, Vic, you have tried this once before and failed, I believe, mm-hmm. but we want to do the hole in one challenge this year. Would you do it again? I'll do it again. It was painful though, right? I, I want to warn you. <laughs> We we did it a couple of years ago, Kyle Keefe and I, because we saw that dude had like two hole in one, two holes in one in one round, and I'm like, come on, 
So we tried. We went up to Broken Arrow, and we set up from 142 yards away. An easy little shot. We hit 1,700 golf balls that day. 1,700. <laughs> Nothing came close to a hole in one. My How were the hands, arms after that? My hands were blistered for a week. Yeah. <laughs> It hurts to try. It's tougher than it looks. Okay, well, uh, I'm looking forward to it even more now. I think we'll, we'll get Spencer and Mitch out there. We'll See, get, those guys uh, are good, though. They might be able to do it. Yeah, Mitch, I know, has a few under his name, so hopefully he can help us out. Do you have one? I got one two summers ago, Bear Creek. Didn't see it go in, but I got one. Uh, I still wow. don't have one. Um, I, I'm teaching Allie how to play right now. And her second ever round. Shut on up, the course. <laughs> Shut up. If it wasn't for the COVID hole with the little stupid piece yeah. of foam in there, it would have it would have dropped. Oh wow! It's, it counts. I, I, I want to say that, but like it just she doesn't feel it. You know, it doesn't feel the same. For it. it didn't go in. Ryan's not oh, giving okay. it to her. We're gonna I, use I that last to her, but she, all right, we're going to yeah, use yeah, all man. of that in our drug take segment next. <laughs> that entire that uh, everything you just said, we're saving that. Thank you. <laughs> all right, do we have another one? All right, so here here's this one: like, Would you rather have your team win a championship, but you can't watch or listen, or you get to see every snap, but you only get to the the team only makes it to the playoffs. So what you're asking is, do you want to be like Altitude TV like now? Or, or do you, do you want to oh, 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 oh. <laughs> is this one a little too close to home? No, it sucks, man. I, you know, I'm beyond, I, I got nothing left. I, I have no, I cannot argue this point anymore. It, it Here we are. It's a day after the Nuggets made a colossal set of trades. And I'm going to the studio tonight to do a Nuggets game. And, um, 60% of the public in Metro Denver cannot watch the game legally. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pathetic. That's, that's impossible. That's, and, and I'm sick of the blame game. I'm sick of, oh, blame altitude, blame Comcast, blame Dish. I, I'm with the people that are out there at this point. I don't care who is to blame. We got to fix it, man. There are kids out there that are missing out on the opportunity to grow and love these teams. There is a, a generation of, Nuggets fans and Avalanche fans that we're losing. And I want to share these games with folks. You know how hard it is when you tweet something, oh, great win by the Nuggets, and all you get in return is, well, we didn't watch it. Well, how great can it be? That sucks, man. You want people to see your product. They can't see it. I I don't know what else to say. I forgot what the question was. Yeah, your answer was good enough. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a shame. And and you're right. You know, it's kind of like all these debates, which just end up in finger pointing and it's just a bummer. Yeah, well, and, and you know, and, and unfortunately, we're taking a lot of the arrows because what I've tried to do the last year is explain to people why we don't have a deal. And the why, you know, at this point, people don't care why. You know, I can give you all the facts and all the numbers. All I know is that five years from now, hell, a year from now, this sports model, regional sports model, is not going to look like it's been looking the, the last – it's changing. It's ever-changing. Yeah. That takes time. Remember how long it took for newspapers to change from – in your hand to subscribe to basically a digital model. Do you remember how long it took for music to change, right? Digital. It takes time. Just that's all I can get. That's all I can offer you right now. It'll change eventually. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point. And Vic, I mean, since we had you on, be quick, what do you think of those Nuggets trades? 
Oh, I'm psyched. I really am. I, I think they addressed everything they needed. Now, uh, can they use another three-point sniper? Every team can. But they got better in the front court. They got a rim protector, and they got a backup center. To me, that was the biggest need, backup center, because when Joker left the court, they were scrambling to find a, a five that worked. Now, I mean, I'm not saying JaVale McGee's the end all, but he provides an anchor defensively to allow you to play your game. So I love what they did yesterday. And yeah. so much fun. I'm right it's, there with you. Are those guys going to be available tonight? No. I would be shocked if they were. Usually it takes a couple days in the NBA. And don't ask me why. They, they do have airplanes. But, um, uh, I, I mean, seriously, they, they, they travel from game to game. I mean, let's take it so long. Let's go. But um, I, I would be stunned if you saw both of them tonight. I, I expect them to make their debuts on Sunday. Yeah. I'll never forget when they made the mellow trade. And all the guys made it to the stadium like second quarter or something, and they're like they were like doing interviews on altitude with like yeah. Timofey Mozgov, and he was yeah he was yeah. talking about uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's ever changing. Back when you can watch altitude, yeah. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> all right, Kale, let's dial the next one up. Uh, Vic, would you rather have George Payton attend Alabama's pro day next week or? Have him attend Ohio State's Pro Day. So pretty much this comes down to watching Mac Jones or watching Justin Fields because they're both on the same day. So he's going to have to choose. Mm, That's a great question. We talked about uh, Pro Days for quarterbacks today. And I want to get you guys' stance on this because to me, this is me, I think a quarterback Pro Day is the most overrated of all Pro Days for players. You're not thrown against a defense. You're not asked to do things that you don't normally in the game. I don't care about arm strength and all that stuff. You turn on the film. What are you looking at at a quarterback's pro day? What exact besides wanting to talk to the quarterback, what exactly physically can he do against air that you can't pop in the tape and watch? I I've never understood the concept of a quarterback pro day. So uh, I'll minimize that to begin with. I, I think probably going to see Mac Jones uh, is more important because he could fall to where the the Broncos might make their pick. I don't think Justin Fields is attainable. I think Mac Jones is, so I'd probably say Mac Jones. Well, I think he's attainable if you trade up and and the one one thing I will say like for Fields as as well is just I'd go with him because there's a little more talent there. But in general, what are you looking for? I feel like sometimes a quarterback it physically can only hurt himself on his pro day because what were we coming out of Mac Jones's first pro day this week talking about? We're saying, Oh, guys are having to, he's throwing a deep ball and there's not enough on it. And you see guys having to adjust. I remember back in 2014, similar things said, about Teddy Bridgewater's pro day. Uh-huh. That, oh, there's not enough on the ball. Uh, it, he had a terrible day, and then he had, gets picked at the end of the first round. But what you are looking for is you're looking for demeanor. You're looking for how he interacts with people. I know that uh, Peyton in particular is keeping an eye on that. That's one of the reasons why he wants to see him in person. And sometimes you do want to kind of get a feel for you know, what the, what he, what he throws like in person, like, is, is there a lot of juice on the ball? I mean, does it kind of whistle through the air? That's that sort of thing. I mean, I got, I got a different impression watching Mac Jones in person down at senior bowl practices than I got from the television, because what I saw there is someone who, when he was going against the wind, had trouble throwing it through about 25 mile an hour breeze. But then, but then with the wind, he was dropping dimes because 
he's a guy, he's not a fastball pitcher, but he's got a curve, he's got yeah. a slider, that sort of thing. And so that kind of changed my outlook on Mac Jones a little bit. And I think that's the kind of thing you're looking for when, when you go to these pro days. It's just kind and, of the, the in-person thing changes yeah. your take. I cannot argue that. You're, you're exactly right. I guess my beef is thrown against air, not, yeah. not having defenders and a defense on the field. It's like, well, yeah, the, the guy's running a post rep. He's going to throw it there. There's no defenders. That's the only part. And, and, and the other point you make is everything in person is better. You know, like if we were doing the show, all of us yeah. in the studio, it would be a better show. Right. Doing it via uh, whatever the hell this, what is this called? Streamy? What are we? Is this a stream yard? Yard. Right Yeah, whatever this is. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's always better in person. So I agree with you, Andrew. I mean, yeah, going to the place and seeing guys is, is better. I just think that the quarterback throwing against no defense, it always makes me laugh because that's never going to happen in real life. So and guys, got speaking some, yeah. of gonna say yeah, speaking of quarterback breaking news we've got some big breaking news here uh not with the broncos unfortunately but big nfl news the dolphins are trading the number three pick to the 49ers uh for the 12th pick a 2021 third round pick and first round picks in 2022 and 2023 so three firsts and a third for number three overall for the uh, 49ers who must have their eyes on someone. Well, I could tell you right now, and I'm tweeting it, uh, Jimmy G's on line one. Yes. Jimmy G mm. is on line one. He is suddenly going to be available. Wow. So yeah. He could have the uh, the title of the second best looking Italian man in Denver. Well, I'll ask, <laughs> I, I, let, let me turn the tables. I'll ask you guys, because obviously they got a name in mind. They got a quarterback in mind. They see somebody, right? And I don't know what John Lynch's and uh, Kyle Shanahan's ambitions are. Do you really want to take a team as talented as the Niners are? And they had a ton of injuries last year and hand those keys over to a rookie quarterback and say, go get them. Or do you have to have all, all the issues that Jimmy G's had? At least he's got experience. He played in the big game for crying out loud. He's been there. Who would you rather have run the show? It's a really interesting question, and I can only go back to a conversation I had at the Combine with a 49ers source that year who said something along the lines to me, and this is, of course, after Drew Locke had such a great finish to that season. They said, if we had Drew Locke in that game instead of Jimmy G, I think we would have won. Whoa. Well, I, what? <laughs> yep. So, so, wow. You know, I, I interviewed, and this was completely, had nothing to do football related. I interviewed Kyle Shanahan two weeks ago for the podcast I do with Les Shapiro. And we were talking a little bit about the team, how it's doing. We didn't get into intricate football questions. But you could tell. You could just tell the way guys react when you bring up the offense and the quarterback. You know what told me when the Niners were not, they didn't believe in Jimmy G. You remember the Super Bowl. What was it? A buck 40 left in the half? And they ate the ball and ran out yeah. the clock. Essentially, you got yeah. a buck forty to go in the half, and you're not taking shots. That's all I needed to see. That's all I needed to know about what they think of Jimmy G. And remember, yeah. Yeah. everything he did is in a system that was tailored to help the quarterback out. That's a, that's one thing. Quarterbacks usually do very well in yeah. that scheme. It is the it is as quarterback friendly as you're going to find once you get the cerebral aspects down and learn the playbook and we've seen the best that Jimmy G can do probably. 
Well, let wow. me bring up a would you rather here as we yeah. know that the Broncos and 49ers have a good relationship. Would you rather Drew Locke be the starting quarterback this season or Jimmy G? God, that's a good one, man. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy G's Jimmy G's contract, that they had an option, right? He's on that option year where it's not going to cost the Niners yep. much to get out of it. I think they have so, three million dead. Okay. So yeah. what what do you think the price tag of a Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the open market? A lot less than he got mm-hmm. on the last contract. But especially right now, couldn't you get him for a one year prove it deal? Of course, yeah. yeah Especially I mean, but, with so many slots filled up around the league. Yeah. So, so you're talking 10, 15 mil? Yeah. I, it, it, it would just be hard for me to say, well, here's a guy, Kyle Shanahan, who knows offenses pretty well, and th- these guys know what they're doing. They don't want this guy anymore. Yeah. What makes yeah. you think he's going to work here? It's very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really good point. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's the offensive mind that everyone wants, and if he's mm-hmm. passing up on a guy, why would you want him? Schefter but, apparently said that they don't they don't yeah. plan on trading uh, Jimmy G, according to some of the guys in the comments here. I, yep. I, I didn't see that report, but you could say whatever you want. You can say that. Let's see what happens. Right, exactly. Yeah, they're going to trade him. So four quarterbacks in the top four now? Broncos got to get in the top five if they want uh, one of the top five quarterbacks. Yeah, isn't this crazy how this always happens, guys? Because college football season comes down to end, and you're like, all right, let's take a look at our quick mock that, uh, you know, four months later, hey, you got one or two quarterbacks that'll go. As draft day approaches, quarterbacks, they move and move and move, and it happens every year. This is too much of a commodity. It's too important of an asset. If you have a pulse and you play the quarterback position, you might be a top 10 draft pick. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I mean, now it's pretty much guaranteed, right, that five quarterbacks are going at least in the top 10? Well, I guess what? You got Lance. Lance and Mac Jones are the two wild cards. Are they going to go top 10, one of those two? Lance definitely will, yes. You think he will. Okay, so then that leaves Mac Jones. Will he be that fifth quarterback? Will he be that guy to make it five in the first ten? That would be something else, man. The last guy who was the fifth quarterback in the first round was Lamar Jackson, right? He worked out okay. Yeah, he's looking pretty good. (laughs) I was at at that draft as as I think you guys were too, and I remember sitting in the back of the room, and uh, the Broncos had done their deal early. And and I think, you know, hindsight works in mysterious ways. I was pretty happy with the the Broncos and what they did. That was the Chubb year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Bradley Chubb, and everybody's like, "Okay, that's a good pick." But I remember sitting back there going, "Dudes, Lamar Jackson is still there. Can mm-hmm. can can we do something here? Can you can you move up? Can you go snag Lamar Jackson?" I swear to God, I was beating that drum, and then he goes late, and um, now you see what you can do. Yeah, yeah. Zach and I always reference when we were at the combine that year, and we talked to John Elway, and I think it might have been Zach who asked him, "Do you see him as a quarterback, or do you think that he's going to have to play another position?" And John did say, "I think if he's going to work out in the NFL, it's going to be at quarterback. I think he's going to have to play quarterback for somebody." And when we heard him just say for somebody, yeah. Yeah. We, we knew he wasn't talking about them. He had a habit of giving some heartbreaking responses at the combine because it was the next year when the subject of Kyler Murray came up and said, well, if you're a short quarterback, you got to be in the shotgun. But then right there uh, in, in the same moment said, you can't have an offense that is, uh, that is shotgun based. And it's like, Oh man, come on. Yep. John. That was well, me who asked him about Kyler. Well, yeah. you know, unfortunately they learned the hard way. Uh, 
when it comes to quarterbacks, they come in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. and, and you can't you can't say you need this or that. That's not how that position works. Sure isn't. Yeah. Do we have any more? Uh, would you rather's in the can? No, that is all the would you rather's. That's all right. it. That That's it. All we, we, we exhausted it. Well, that works out well because I told Vic we'd have him out of here by eleven fifteen. So we're coming up on that. Um, Vic, uh, you want to take a chance to plug your show? Which one? Any of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, we have a radio show uh, that is, we hope that is growing. We hope that people listen to it. Um, we do it every morning, 7 to 10 on Altitude, and it's simulcast on Altitude Television. We have a lot of fun. It's a little different. Uh, we, don't, we don't focus on one sport. We focus on, on many. And, um, uh, you know, I don't want to go into a full um, rant on, on what I think about Sports Talk Radio because – uh, I've done it since I've been in Denver for a long time, and I love where it's going. I love where it's been. But we truly talk sports with the plural, so appreciate anybody that joins us and listens to us. We go off the rails at times. Um, then also we do the altitude thing tonight, Nuggets. So I appreciate anybody watching and listening. This is an ever-changing business, and, and I love I love seeing what you guys are doing. And I've talked to you guys personally about this. Uh, this is much needed, and what you guys have done – You've taken this idea, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you couldn't do this. You couldn't pull it off, right? And anybody can do it if you do it the right way, and you guys are doing it the right way. You're, you're taking sports at the at the roots and at the ground level, and you're making sure you do it your way, and I really applaud you for it. Well, thank you, Vic, and, thank you. and I, uh, I think the respect is very mutual. I'll echo what Zach says when, I, when he says, you know, he's been following you uh, his whole life and looking up to you. So uh, appreciate you for coming on, and we'll definitely talk to you soon. Remember, you're not looking up to me. I'm five foot nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. I'm five I foot am, eight. So. I'm, <laughs> all right, I'm, yeah. I'm a freaking giant. <laughs> See you guys. But, thanks, man. Vic, this thanks, is Vic. too cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, boys. All right, there he is. That was that was awesome. And that I mean, what great. a what a perfect way to end the Would You Rather with the the news of Jimmy G coming down the wire. Um, and guys, I just before we go any further, I have to ask you, hot off the press. Jimmy G or Drew Locke? Who are you taking there? I just don't. If your goal is to make the playoffs, you know, you're just saying we just want to make the playoffs any way we can. I think Jimmy G is the better option. He's a more sure thing when it comes to that. But Jimmy G is not leading you to a Super Bowl this year. I, I don't think it any time uh, to a championship. Um, so, you know, if you're just trying to get back on the map, and maybe, you know, you could point to, like, like if the Broncos made a trade for Jimmy G, this is what I would be saying. I'd be saying, hey, look back at Tim Tebow. You know, this is a guy who probably wasn't going to get you to a Super Bowl and win you a Super Bowl, but he got you to the playoffs. It gained momentum for the franchise. And then the next move was Peyton Manning. You kind of got the ball, ro- ball rolling. Like, that's – he's obviously a lot better of a quarterback. Uh, at I was going to say that ball. was yeah. insulting. <laughs> but, but the point is – if you're looking to go, you know, if, if step C is competing for championships and you're right now just saying, how do we get from point A to point B? I think Jimmy G could be a decent answer there. But to me, I would rather find the quarterback who's going to get me all the way to C. And to, and to me, you're better off rolling the dice with Drew Locke this year. Uh, and if it doesn't work out starting from square one, then bringing in a, a, someone who's going to get you to the middle. Now, I think one thing also to consider on on Jimmy G, you have to you have to consider the cost. And 
he could be $24.9 million on the cap. And actually, if you assume the workout bonus, then he could be 25.5. And this is where you say, okay, what's the cost benefit here? Uh, I could have, I could trade for Sam Darnold and have him for less than $5 million. I've got Drew Locke on his rookie deal. I could trade for Gardner Minshew, and he could be on a rookie deal. And is Jimmy G you know, at least $20 million better than any of those guys to bring him in the room? I don't think so. And I think, yeah, and you kind of have to be practical here because let, let's say you, you bring in Jimmy G and restructure that contract, but at some point you're paying the bill, whether it's this year or next year, if you've backloaded some things, and if you're paying the bill next year, that might mean you say goodbye to Von Miller after he's had a 14 sack season. So I can't, I can't rationalize it in the overall team building perspective. I, it's a pass for me, but here's where I do rationalize it. And I say, you go trade for Jimmy G assuming that the trade is, you know, Yeah, I mean, I'm not trading a first, a second, probably not even a third for this because the way I'm viewing Jimmy G is a one-year rental or he does get cut and you pick him up for 10 or 15 million. I'm viewing him as a one-year rental. And three weeks ago, guys, I would have said you roll with Drew Locke. But what what George Payton has done, he's built a playoff team, put in an average quarterback. This is a playoff team this year. Well, what is Jimmy G? He's at least an average quarterback. You know, I think he he can be 10 to 15. That's playoffs. The Broncos, I guarantee the Broncos are in the playoffs right now if they get Jimmy G. And so me, I'm going young it personally, but I'm also probably not going out and getting all these guys on defense on one-year deals. But the way this team is right now, I, I'm going for it this year, at least going for the playoffs. And Ryan, I don't think that that Jimmy G is your is your plan A to get you to that championship, but he's plan B and, and he's at step B, I should say. And then maybe you do what the Buffalo Bills did. And then you have your Jimmy G, aka your Tyrod Taylor. Then you draft a quarterback next year. You do what the San Francisco 49ers just did, and you trade three first round picks next year to go up and get your guy. So yeah. I'm taking Jimmy G this year. And heck, you you keep Drew Locke because you're not going to just dump Drew Locke right now. And if Drew Locke beats out Jimmy G uh, this year in in training camp, then great. Excellent. Yeah. But from a Niners perspective, though, I can understand them holding on to Jimmy G Um, because this is a team that's been derailed. Uh, They've had one season derailed by an injury to Jimmy G. You know, like they might be looking at it and saying, "Okay, let's bring in our guy who, by the way, I'm going to call my shot right now that it's Trey Lance. Um, let's bring in our guy. If he's, you know, better than Jimmy G, we'll start him right away. We can also do the ease him in thing where, you know, we let Jimmy G start the first six games or whatever. And then we bring in this guy. Or if he just, he, if we want to roll from him from day one, well, if he gets hurt, we have, you know, arguably the best backup quarterback in the league. He's going to cost us a lot of money, but we can afford that for this one year. And the other thing, I mean, if you believe in the QB wins thing, the Niners are including playoffs are 24 and nine when he plays. Yeah, when he Gotta starts be worth something, especially and, because yeah. you know you can I like point that. To those, you can point to yeah. those QB wins with a direct correlation. When he showed up on that team, that was a bad team. He showed up, they started winning instantly. So, I well, mean, quarterback wins yeah. are you know whatever they can be a fluky stat. I mean, they went undefeated with him right that first year. I mean, yeah, but look at the alternatives. They were throwing out their C, out CJ Beathard, and they had Nick Mullins for a time. Although we all know that in 2018, Nick Mullins was good enough to beat the Broncos because of George Kittle. 
Uh, yeah, that, yeah no one wants to remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I tried to get to the mute button, but I was too late. You're allergic to that game. Oh, yeah. I, think, oh. I was like, where is it? Can I get it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a this has been a blast, guys. Maybe I, we I'm, just maybe we just know. keep this show live until the Broncos make a trade into the top five. And I guess Aiden throws I, us a bone. I guess I have to write a Jimmy G story now, don't I? Yeah, it might be a good one to have under the uh, yeah. <laughs> under the arm there. All right, before we move on to our next game here, I want to t- uh, encourage you guys, if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy what we're doing, we'd love if you became a member at DNVR. Uh, there's so many different benefits to becoming a member. To start, you get a free DNVR shirt with your annual membership. If you guys haven't checked out dnvrlocker.com and seen all of our awesome gear, um, you're going to find something you love, and then you're going to say, oh, I might as well – Get myself a one-year membership so I can uh, get this shirt for free. Um, of course, if you come down to the DNVR bar, which I assume is going to be a very good time tonight with a little bit of buzz around the Nuggets, um, you get an extra-large beer for the same price as non-members pay for their beer. That's a pretty nice little uh, little you know um, token there. Of course, you can join the DNVR members lounge where you could talk Broncos with people all day, sort of like you guys are doing in the comments here. There's so many different things that make it worth it to become a DNVR member. Of course, all of our stories behind the paywall that you can read. Uh, I could go on and on and on. So uh, make sure you check it out. Go to uh, thednvr.com. Check out our member options. You can do monthly. You can do yearly, three-year, uh, lifetime, all, all sorts of great stuff. So check us out. Also, make sure to check out our friends over at Gabby Insurance. Gabby stands for Get a Better Insurance, and that's exactly what they do there, guys. And they do it at such an easy way to do it. All you have to do is go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. And the average person saves almost $1,000 a month with Gabby Insurance. Guys, I did it just last week, and was incredible how easy the process was five minutes to save hundreds of dollars i kid you not guys i have had people reach out to me on twitter have people reach out to me on email and also people just within dnvr say oh my goodness look at this i'm saving 360 dollars 400 dollars 500 dollars and it literally takes five minutes so go to gabby.com that's g-a-b-i.com slash dnvr and the great thing is let's say they don't beat your insurance rates well you wasted five minutes doing it because they're not going to sell your information. You're not going to be hit up with spam calls from all these insurance companies. Nope. Gabby keeps your stuff safe and secure. So make sure to check them out. Gabby.com slash DNVR. You know, if you save $961 a year on average, if you do that, that means you got more beer money. And of Mm. course, that means Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer DNVR. But it's not just more beer money anymore. It's more seltzer money because you got to check out those good company hard seltzers that are now available. You can get a 15-pack with great flavors, apple, pear, cherry, peach, berry, and as Krusty the Clown would say, the money melon, honeydew. So go to the Breck Beer Locator. Check out where you can find those 15-packs of those good company Breckenridge Brewery Seltzers. Of course, also, if you're in the Denver area, check out the Farmhouse, the restaurant they've got down at their brewery in Littleton. It's right off Santa Fe. You can eat in there, but maybe, hey, with everything going on, you still want to take out. No problem. Call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. for pickup. You can get a great meal. You can get the full array of Breckenridge Brews down there, and if you use that magical code DNVR, you're going to get five bucks off your meal. What a great, what a great thing. Great, great beer, great food, and a little bit of a discount. 
So call 303-803-138 from noon to 8 p.m. for pickup. And, of course, wherever you are in this great land of ours, check out the Breck Beer Locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website because the odds are you are probably not too far away from a grocery store, liquor store, convenience store, pharmacy, whatever, that has some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. I've found Breckenridge brews in Atlanta pittsburgh buffalo wisconsin you name it you're probably close to somewhere offering a taste of colorado wherever you are in this country so make sure you check out the breck beer locator and find out where you can get some of those delicious breckenridge brews and have a bit of denver and colorado wherever you go breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr great stuff mace yeah, thank a, you a plus read uh, um okay guys like i've done it before right <laughs> uh We've got a few minutes here um, before we welcome on our guests for the Red Zone because, as always, we ran late in the first segment, which means we're backing up uh, right into what's normally our third segment. We just need to start scheduling the Red Zone as our second segment every single time. Um, but uh, we, he's going to hop in here any second. So in between now and then, uh, I want your guys' official predictions on who the Niners are targeting at three. Now, Schefter says they don't have a specific target in mind. I call massive BS on that. Um, who do you Who do you think it is? I don't. I don't call BS on that because I think what what they know is Trevor Lawrence is going one. And then I think they think that Zach Wilson is going two. But I think they're okay with Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Ryan, I do think this move was made with Trey Lance in mind. And this is something that I said a couple weeks ago. The Trey Lance isn't making it past four. In fact, I don't think he's making it past three. This guarantees that, guys. I do not think Trey Lance is making it past three with this move. But I think that they're totally okay with Zach Wilson there if the Jets fall in love with Trey Lance. So uh, I do think it was Trey Lance in mind. And I think it'll be Trey Lance, San Francisco 49er. And it's one reason why I think Jimmy Garoppolo may still be there because if Trey Lance is your guy that's perfect, then Garoppolo stays for a year and is your bridge and gets you through this year. Maybe you have a seamless transition in 2022. But you don't make this deal to three if you're if you're not willing to say, we are comfortable with any one of the top three quarterbacks. And so that that's what this is telling me is, it's obviously not going to be Trevor Trevor Lawrence, but it tells me they're, they're comfortable with either Zach Wilson or, or Trey Lance, or maybe even Justin Fields, that they are fine with whoever they get at number th- at number three. Like Zach, I think it's going to be Lance. I think that I think Kyle Shanahan is going to fall in love with the brain of Trey Lance. I think that's kind of what what he's looking for that mental extension of him on the field, and Lance checks off that characteristic big time, probably better than the other quarterbacks in the draft. And that's why I think ultimately it's going to be Trey Lance going to the Niners. So Henry here, who does our draft show with Andre, mm-hmm. and, and you guys can check that out in the DNVR uh, Broncos feed every single week. Uh, he says they're ho- he, he says they're hoping for Wilson, but happy with Lance in his opinion. Man, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think both those guys are a fit there, but I think the one they're in love with is Trey Lance. Why would they not then jump to number two? Wouldn't they try to two if Zach Wilson was their guy? Well, and that brings up my next question. Is, first of all, would you have done this deal if you're the Broncos? Three firsts and a third to get up to number three. Yes. Okay. So now, by only going up to number three... The Niners have put themselves in a little bit of a vulnerable position. So my question to you is if you're the Broncos and let's say you're in love with one of Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, would you give up three firsts 
and a second, or does it need more than that to get up to number two and jump the Niners? Well, here you go. What the 49ers just did is they went from 12 to three. So that's nine spots right there, giving up all of that. Broncos going from nine to two, only seven spots. So uh, I think this could be your exact trade package that you offered the Jets to do. I think it's number nine this year, this year's third round pick, and then 2021 for, or 2022 first and 2023 first. I think that's the blueprint right there. Yeah, but the interesting thing is you but have you some, some assets to offer. I mean, maybe instead of that 23 first-round pick, it's Jerry Judy and a two. Maybe. I'd rather give him the pick. I, you got Cortland Sutton, you got Tim Patrick, you got K.J. Hamler. I'd I'd rather, if they were willing to take Judy and a two rather than the one in 23, I'm giving him Judy and the two. I want to give my guy every chance he he can possibly get to succeed. Um, and having Jerry Judy on your team, in my opinion, uh, increases those chances of success. Wait, wait, so Ryan, would you do that trade? The 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 initial one, three yes. firsts, including nine this year. Okay, okay, okay. And so we we love pushing your limits with what mm-hmm. you would do for Deshaun. Let me push the limits here. Let's let's do Mace's then because you you were squeamish, very squeamish and uncomfortable. Yeah. But let's say that's the offer. So Mace, what is it? It's nine this year, uh, yeah. a second this year, right? And then it's, a first a, next year, yeah. Jerry Judy. So basically, it's a two, it's a two and a three, and the nine this year. So you're yeah, one, two, and three this year. Your first next year in Jerry Judy. Um, it, you know, it depends. Um, I'm not in love enough to do that deal. Um, and, and honestly, I'm not really in love enough to do the other deal. But the way I'll rationalize it is, if they make that deal, that means they're in love enough. Uh, and as much as I believe in my football eye, I think that George Payton's is probably better than mine. Um, so if there's someone out there, whether it's Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, um, I would not in any world sign off on this, jo- uh, this deal for Mac Jones. But, uh, if it's one Watch of those, yourself. Two, if it's one okay. of those two guys and George Payton says, this is my guy, this is the guy I need to win a championship in Denver. You got to do what you got to do, but I'd much rather give up a pick, a first round pick than Jerry Judy. Okay. How about going up to four with Atlanta and saying you're happy with any, whoever of these four quarterbacks that falls to the fourth spot you're happy with. And I think we, we, if we're betting on a fourth quarterback at four, it's Justin Fields. I no, Nope. Not for me. Okay. But here's the trade package. Take that, that last uh, mm-hmm. first round pick and take that off the table. So what you're trading is a first this year, your number nine, you're trading a first next year, and you're trading a third-round pick this year. Are you doing that to move from nine to four? No. I am. I don't want the, fo- I I don't want the fourth quarterback on the board. No way. <laughs> Just because he's the fourth quarterback? Yep. Okay. And but like we, are, we already said, know that I'm the okay fifth quarterback. Are, okay are you okay with a fifth quarterback? Because the fifth quarterback was Lamar Jackson three years ago. I mean, I think that's kind of a, an arbitrary designation. And also, it, it doesn't reflect the fact that the quality of quarterback classes is different from year to year. The, the, the only reason that Lamar Jackson was the fifth quarterback and fell all the way to 32 is because there are stubborn, I'm not going to say anything too mean here stubborn people in the NFL who didn't weren't smart enough to figure out how to use him. And that includes the Denver Broncos. Um, so that's not the case with Mac Jones. He's just, in my opinion, he's just not as talented as the four guys in front of him. Um, I don't want the fifth. I don't want the fourth. Uh, I don't, I want a top three guy here. 
Okay, so what? What? But now let me put that to the test. Uh, the number two pick is it shocks the world a little bit. They do that. They, they had their guide last year, and that was Justin Fields. The Jets love Justin Fields. He goes two, and then whoa, the 49ers, they they get their choice. Uh, and then they, at number four, Atlanta calls you right after the 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 Jets pick Justin Fields, and they say, calls. I know you were interested. Do you want to do this deal right now? Uh, you don't get to see who the third quarterback is. You just know you're going to get the fourth quarterback. So. Niners are on the clock and Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance are on the board. Yep. Yeah. I'll take the deal. Okay. Okay. So really you just don't like Justin Fields or, or Mac Jones is what it comes down to. Not the fourth quarterback. It's, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, I, because I think that those guys are going to be the fourth quarterback and it's Justin Fields intrigues me a hell of a lot more than Mac Jones, but uh, I just, I'm not sold. I, I there was like a moment there. I was so big on Justin Fields last season, moving into this season. I was excited to see him take a big leap forward. I said things like, "I think he has a chance this season to play himself into the conversation for the number one pick with Trevor Lawrence." Unfortunately, he went the other way, in my opinion. And as we're seeing now, you know, we're talking about him as potentially the fourth quarterback off the board. Um, obviously, some guys jumped up. I think he regressed a little bit just in terms of his the, the hype around him. And so now I'm just a little worried. Um, I wouldn't be mad if they got uh, Justin Fields, but mm-hmm. it's there's I'm more concerned about his um, success than I am about the, the first three guys that we've mentioned. Yeah, he went the other way. And certainly you look at the Indiana game and the Northwestern game as the games where he went the other way, Northwestern threw the kitchen sink at him schematically and he didn't, he didn't respond well to it. But then it seemed to me like he made up some, a lot of that ground when he went up against Clemson and not, not only in terms of how he diced up that defense, but also if you're talking, trying to kind of put yourself in a coach's uh, perspective, I don't think it's possible for a quarterback to show any more toughness than Justin Fields did in playing that semifinal game against Clemson with all the injuries that he was dealing with at that point and playing well despite being hurt. And guys, we have some more breaking Another news trade. coming down from yeah. Field. Yates says the Eagles have traded the sixth pick in the draft to Miami for the 12th pick and a 2022 first rounder. Mm-hmm. So essentially what the Dolphins did is they moved back from three to six and picked up a 2023rd first round pick and a 2022 third round pick. Uh, as that deal's been updated. So what, mm-hmm. what do the... Uh, what what does Miami have in mind now? Are they still thinking quarterback? I think they're thinking Kyle Pitts. I think mm, they're thinking nice. we're gonna we're gonna give Tua the best weapon that we can find. Yeah, that's good. That and yeah. and in the process, they, they yeah. just uh, they'll land one of the best players in the draft and an additional third and first round pick. And think about it from Brian Flores's perspective. He knows what a great tight end can do matchup wise because he was around Gronk in New England. So I think I think that's the play here. I mean, it, it, when I saw when I saw that trade come across, I'm like, Kyle Pitts just makes so much sense for the Dolphins. Um, it gives Tua that gives Tua that safety valve. Gives you somebody that teams are going to have trouble covering. It, Tua would be doing backflips if Kyle Pitts is the Dolphins guy. I think that this is a great trade for the Eagles. 
Um, now, they might have been in those conversations to try to move up to three. If you're going to get a quarterback, you have to be in the top five um, if you want to get a good one. So I think maybe they were in those conversations to move up to three. When they didn't get that, they said, all right, well, we're not getting quarterback this year, so let's move back. You pick up an extra first-round pick. Uh, it's the Dolphins. So, you know, We'll see what happens with them. Uh, I think that's a good deal for them. All right. Well, Ryan, Ian Rappaport really quick is saying that the Eagles tried to move to number three, but they only wanted go. to do it if it was for Zach Wilson and, you know, good chance that the Jets take him. Maybe that's tipping the cap that the Jets are going to be taking him. Oh, man, this is spicy. I love this. All right. We do have our guest here for the red zone. So we got him. Pig Tosser 66, our guy. Hey. Jump into the red zone here. What's up, my man? What's up, fellas? Love the old school hat, man. And the shirt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Representing out here in <laughs> out here in beautiful Southern California, man. Uh I uh, grew up in Carbondale, so I, I you know, I I'm a I'm a Colorado kid at heart, but I've been out here for about 10 years now. So um heart goes out to you guys too for what happened this week. It's it kind of you know, it hit me. I was out. I was still out there during Columbine, so it, it you know, I'm, I'm 45 now. So, but uh, you know, I've, I've been out here, you know, 10, 12 years, and it it, it hits me every time, man. It's yeah. it's tough. So my heart goes out to you guys and and everyone out there for sure. Thanks, man. Well, uh, we yeah. appreciate that sentiment. All right. Well, let's try and transition here and uh, and jump into our first round here. Mace, do you have the uh, the first set of questions? Good luck, Pig Tosser. Indeed, I do. And, uh, hey, no, no, no Crimson Tide questions either, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. it, Don't worry. Hey. The only one would be Jerry Judy. That's that's the <laughs> only <laughs> Crimson Tide direction they could go. All right. All right. Okay. First question. Gentlemen, we often talk about how many player, players remain on the Broncos roster from Super Bowl 50. Well, how many starters remain on the roster that started the first game of the Vance Joseph era. Oh boy. Started, started that game. 2017 season opener guys who started that night, Monday night football still with the Broncos. And we're just talking, we're just talking offense and defense, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. There are three. Okay. Pick tosser. What you got? I got it. You got Vaughn, Brandon, offense, nobody, defense. I feel good about three. Wait, because no special teams, right? Special teams, yeah. This is just starters, offense. Yeah, three. Two. All right. Three. Well, if we're we're doing closest to the pin, Zach, you win because. Oh, it's more. So is it four? It's four. Okay, Okay, let me try. Let me try. Yeah, I was going to say, here's what I have. Brian, what do you have? Bowls. Correct. Vaughn. Correct. Um, Simmons. Yep. Justin Simmons. Exactly. I forgot about Bowls. And I don't know. This is which one I didn't have, the fourth. Shelby Harris started that game. Wow. Oh, wow. That was yeah. a good one. Nice, nicely oh, done. Man. Man. <laughs> he started that game and he finished that game by getting his wow. hand on the game time on the potential game tying field goal because that's just the kind of guy Shelby is. What's crazy yeah. about Shelby in that year is he didn't really start 
getting buzz until what was it the third or fourth preseason game i think he had a two sack preseason game Mm -hmm. and i remember talking to him after that and he said like bro honestly before that game i thought i was getting cut like and then i had that game and i was like oh my Mm -hmm. god i finally might stick around somewhere and look where he is now yeah 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 27 million dollars pretty crazy. all right all right zach's up one zero you got to get this one to stick around all right while he was a Bronco punter, Colby Wadman successfully executed a fake punt against the Chargers back in 2018. Who caught that fake punt pass? 2018? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Remember, it's a big special teams play, so think about core special teamers at the time. Andy Janovich. Correct. Oh, <laughs> he sunk him. Yeah, Jano. Colby that's, Wadman to Jano, huh? Yeah, that's why you wanted twenty-two wow. Janos, right? Because he could also catch a pass. Dude. Wow. <laughs> I got smoked, man. All got, right. Well, this is no joke. The 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 uh, the, the red zone got me. Okay, I've got a bonus question for you. Ooh. Now it's very okay. difficult. You we're we're an- all pulling for you, pick tosser. Yes. You're going to answer this unopposed, so you don't have to race anyone. But if you get this one right, you get to move on to the next round. Uh, and it is in honor of this very show. Ooh. This one-year Bronco earned the nickname Circus during his days at Grand Valley State University. He played for the Broncos one year in the mid-2000s. Don't worry, Pig Tosser. I'm lost as well. I, I, I know Mason. Knows. I, I want to. There are. Th- I actually want to start singing a hint. Is it? Let's let's sing the hint. 000? All right. Here's the hint. I'm gonna sing. Five, five dollar, five dollar foot long. Why is that in it? Well, what is that? Who's that commercial for? That 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 jingle. Subway. Subway. Right? Jared. Yes. Jared from Subway or just Subway? Because this guy's claim to fame was that before he came to the Broncos, when he was trying to keep his football dream alive, he was working working at Subway. Subway. All right, there you go. Oh, you got to be kidding me. That does ring a bell, man. (laughs) This is a tough one. (laughs) Oh, that does ring a bell. Got into a fight at training camp. (laughs) Yeah. I'm out. Uh, It (laughs) was... David Circus Kirkus. Oh, wow. Big tosser. I wouldn't have gotten that either, oh. man. Dude, I got, I got hammered. <laughs> uh, well, it was great having you on, man. Yeah, it looks like dude, you, got you guys some, are awesome. It looks like you got a nice little like music setup back there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, what are you working with? This is, this is my daughter's studio. Actually, she's 17. This is her. Wow. Uh, oh my gosh! That's wow, great. you set her up well. Yeah, uh, she's uh, she actually turned seventeen today. She uh, oh man. Yeah, it's, this is her little. She's a little rocker, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. This is her setup. Oh, yeah, that's hey, too cool. RK, I got some hookups out here in in Cali. If you're out here, uh, let's go hit. Let's go hit around, man. Absolutely. Uh, hit me up, dude. I I got some hookups out here, so I'm sure you got some buddies. But let's uh. Let's make it happen. All right, man. I'll have to let you know next time I'm down there. 
Uh, right, and I'll see you guys at the bar too, for sure. I'm coming out um, in the fall. Definitely. Awesome. I'll right definitely on. be there. And I'm, it's one of my first stops. Sweet. So, well, wish your daughter a happy birthday. Pema. Absolutely. Boom, for sure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for coming on, Pixter. All right. <laughs> All right, Man, uh, the red zone claims another victim. But I, I'm not gonna lie, I was nervous after that first week that we were just gonna be getting stomped. It now, you know, if we lose one or two here, you know, I'm okay with that. Right? Yeah, we've had a nice stretch here. Yeah, that we won't get embarrassed because it, I mean, if these guys were coming and just running through <laughs> us every week, it'd be a bad luck. All right, Mace. Uh, as we always do, I'll finish with. I only got one for you today. Okay. Um, let me just count these really quick. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight. The Denver Broncos, in their history, have drafted eight players from the University of Colorado. Okay. I'm deciding whether I want you to name two or three. I'm going to say name three of them because yeah. two are generally pretty easy. Okay. Um, players from CU. Uh, they drafted Bobby Anderson, right? Yes, he is the lone first-round right. pick for the Denver Broncos out of the University of Colorado. And All that's right. an easy one, right? That was the That's the easiest one, yeah. at yeah. least. Well, there is one that's pretty easy, too, but it might take you a second to get there. All right, I got yeah, to gotta start going through back through drafts here. Hang on. Um, oh, man. CU, CU players that were, were Broncos. Hmm. See, the funny thing is I start thinking of CU players that became Broncos, and I think of Tyler Columbus, undrafted. Mm-hmm. Bill Lindsay, undrafted. Yep. Big Al, free agent. Um, oh, man. CU. Uh, uh, I'll oh. give you one hint here. Jayshon Sykes was undrafted, right? Yes, I he mean, was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'll give you a hint Dave, here. Dave Bratton's doing his job because those are the, the undrafted guys are his guys. Um, there was a 39 year gap, mm-hmm. uh, between one of these guys and, uh, the most recent one. Okay. 39 years. Okay. Um, wow. Wow. yeah, I always, I know all late. I just don't want to spoil it for a miss. Well, yeah, but, but that, well, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that, that means at some point after Bobby Anderson, the, the gap came and it was a massive gap. All right. Um, in there, yep. Yeah, there's actually, it's not, it's it's after Bobby Anderson by a few. Yeah. Uh, by which few. Means, there's a couple means, more after Bobby Anderson yeah. before this most recent. Which means you take that get. Yeah, it's I, I you know I am, man. See you players. See you players. Oh, see. I'm. Ryan, I gotta say, I think you're you're stumping me on this, man. I've I. All right. That's why I thought three was gonna be really hard because yeah. it, the second one is kind of easy, but it's almost too easy that you just wouldn't think of it. Most recently, 2019, Jawan Winfrey. Jawan Winfrey, yeah. Okay. Uh, sixth round. Yeah. Or, uh, with yeah. Tyree Cleveland, I mean, he, he, you know, he came and went so fast, he barely even said hello and goodbye. Yeah, I'll be honest. Any of the other ones on here, I've barely heard of. Um, mm-hmm. 1980, they drafted nose tackle Laval Short. Ooh, uh, yeah. 75, a defensive tackle by the name of Bubba Bridges. 1974, Ozell Collier. Uh, 1972, yeah. Larry Brunson. 1969, Mike Schnitker. And 1968, Charles Greer. That, it's ah, a, isn't it amazing, though, think about the fact that CU was one of the best programs in the country for, for about a 15-year stretch. 
And in that time, the Broncos didn't draft one buff. I know, but they ended up with a few of them. Yeah, they did, but they were all, you know, but none drafted. That's yeah. Wow. I, I can safely say that, uh, I would have gotten none of those guys. (laughs) Except Bobby. really, yeah, yeah, yeah that's... See, that's why I was like, I, I should have just gone with two. Um, because mm-hmm. Juwan Winfrey is almost like a little bit of like a trick, like you just aren't thinking of him, you know, even yeah. though he's right there, right? Yeah, all yep. right, wow, wow, yeah, very well could still be on the roster, yeah, yep, for sure. Uh, okay, let me quickly figure out who I got to tell you guys about here. I'm pulling a Hank right now, not <laughs> having the read ready. Well, I'll tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys, we have the tournament coming at us again tomorrow. Absolutely can't wait for it. And DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action, giving you 100 to 1 odds again on the tournament using that promo code DNVR. So what you have to do to turn $1 into $100 is go to DraftKings Sportsbook, pick any college basketball game that's still in it this weekend and if that team wins you'll win $100 it is simply that easy you can get in on games tomorrow you can get in on games on Sunday so many games available for you to use and also of course you can go in on the NBA heck you want to get in on the it's first game with Aaron Gordon Hit that on Sunday you want to get some hockey action you can do that as well with great 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 daily odds boost that they have DraftKings is safe secure reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at any time so head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars if the college basketball team of your choice pulls out the dub this weekend that's code dnvr to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars for a limited time only only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right and then of course we got the colorado xos uh, which is a really exciting little project that they're trying down there uh, in Rugby Town, USA, uh, in uh, Glen. Why can't I remember the Glendale? Glendale, I like Glenwood, uh, in beautiful Glendale, downtown Glendale, which is feels like it's just Denver. It's always kind of confusing to me. Um, but Glendale is Rugby Town, USA, and they're trying out a new experiment down there, where they're taking athletes from all different sports: football, basketball, soccer, baseball. And saying, okay, well, it didn't work out for you in those respective professional leagues. Can we teach you how to become elite rugby players? Can we get you onto Team USA? So it's a whole team. It's a hodgepodge of former professional and college athletes of all different sports. And they're teaching these guys how to play rugby. Um, And it's pretty cool. They're off to a decent start. They won their first game. uh, Lost one after that. But... It's kind of a cool thing that we've got going on in our backyard here as we try to create the next great USA rugby player. And you can follow the Colorado XOs via the DNVR Rugby Podcast with our guy Colton Strickler and all of our written content uh, on DNVR Rugby on DNVR.com, the DNVR.com. That's some good good stuff and uh, gives a chance for the U.S. to be relevant in rugby in a way it hasn't been. So really cool to have that going on in our backyard. Also want to tell you about Zoom Care because with Zoom Care, you might never have to sit in a doctor's office again. That's right. If you hate going to the doctor like the rest of us, check out Zoom Care. Of course, the one thing we can take away from this pandemic is the ability to do more things from the comfort of our own home, like 
this show, for example. But nobody likes sitting in a doctor's office or even going to the doctor for that matter. But we all need to take care of ourselves. So check out Zoom's video care because it's like going to the doctor just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor just like a traditional office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and special special specialist care, pardon me, including mental health. And guess what? Zoom's video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. So check it out by going to zoomcare.com to get started. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com to get started. And remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. So help out Zoom Care. They want to see an increase in video visits from Colorado. And of course, you're helping yourself out. You got something that's bothering you, something nagging, but you don't want to go go to the doctor. You don't want to go to the office, but you want to take care of it right there at home. Check out Zoom Care. Another cool thing, guys, is that sometimes if you go through Zoom Care, one of one of the things I found by using it is that I got an appointment far before when I would have gotten an in-person appointment. And that's key. Maybe you won't have to wait around for two or three weeks to get an appointment with a doctor. You could probably talk with a doctor in the next couple of days via Zoom Care. Thanks that. So check it out. Zoomcare.com. That's Z-O-O-M C-A-R-E.com, and you might never sit in a doctor's office again. Yep. Hi- I highly recommend ZoomCare. It is a really awesome product. Yep. All right, guys. We finish here with a draft. Now, we've done food drafts, um, but this one became extra relevant today. We're going to do a draft of the available quarterbacks in the draft. Um, now, it might get a little messy here in the uh, later rounds of said draft, but I believe the order today is Mace. Mm-hmm. Is it Mace, me, then Zach? Or is it Mace, Zach, then me? Yeah, I think it's... I think, it's, I think you're two, Ryan. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take two. I, I, you owe me a, a, a top pick because of you, you took the my top pick in the Hot Pockets draft. But Terrible. Ter- and, yeah. then I, and then I won. I didn't even yeah. feel good about it. <laughs> I jumped the line, man. So, Guys, I got I to gotta say, obviously, yeah. pick, pick one is great to have Trevor Lawrence. I think I'm sitting in the sweet spot with pick three here. You might be, but this, but this is the easiest pick atop a draft I think that we're ever going to have. Because with, while... There is a lot that is intriguing. I don't even say his name, and Kale puts him up there, but he's not wrong. Uh, there's a lot that's intriguing about Zach Wilson, who I'm watching right now work out at his pro day. You can catch that on NFL Network. Get that second screen experience going and watch us and also watch uh, the workout. So there's a lot that's intriguing about Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and frankly, guys, I've reached a point where I would be happy with any of those quarterbacks in orange and blue. But num- but Trevor Lawrence is generational. And, and the thing about Trevor Lawrence, even more so than Mac Jones, Trevor has got the highest floor of any of these quarterbacks. Lawrence, maybe he doesn't become an elite quarterback, but I think he is at least a top dozen quarterback. And quite frankly, a top dozen quarterback when he walks in the building in Jacksonville here in a few weeks, just by becoming a Jaguar, he's going to make that team better, uh, open up horizons for them. You could see a scenario guys where, where with Deshaun Watson potentially out in Houston with Carson Wentz, if he doesn't bounce back in Indian Indianapolis. And if the Titans take a step back because of that defense, if Trevor Lawrence is all he can be, the Jacks could be pushing for the playoffs this year. Yep. Trevor Lawrence, it's he's clearly the number one. And of course Easy. he has LaVisca Chenault, so that'll help. <laughs> oh, you think LaVisca wasn't the happiest guy in Northeast Florida when the Jets blew the number one overall pick? 
Yeah, I'm, I am sure he was very happy about that. <laughs> All right, uh, I am... Here's where the draft starts, really, yes. with the number two pick. And I'm just going with my guy here. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, do anything fancy. I'm taking um, my favorite quarterback left on the board. It's Trey Lance. Um, it's, there's just so much there. I mean, you look at the way this guy's built. He's a thoroughbred. He's, uh, he's you know, known for his ability or his knowledge of the playbook and his ability is on the board. He's done everything except for rack up stats. Like a lot of these guys do in college. That hasn't been his thing. Um, obviously at North Dakota state, you know, they don't have to do much to just dominate everyone they play out there. So he hasn't been put in too many positions where he's having to throw the ball all over the yard. But man, I just look at this guy and I, I just say, I think you're overthinking it. If you're worried about that sort of stuff, you just look at what he has, the abilities that he has, the knowledge that he apparently has. And once you can get that stuff, you know, sorted out and figured out, you put him in the right system. This guy is going to thrive. And I think if it's San Francisco, it's going to be quick. Well, I have to tell you what San Francisco right now with the third overall pick, they are thrilled. They tried to get up to number two to get Zach Wilson, but they just, they wouldn't budge. And they're just blown away that Zach is there. And I'll tell you what, Zach is happy to land Zach Wilson coming out of BYU guys. This kid can do it all. Zach is so happy to land Zach Wilson here. Just thrilled. Would have been happy with Trey Lance as well, of course, but uh, you know, number two pick just fell to number three. So thrilled about that. Fair enough. All right. Now here's where the real decision comes in. And it's not a real decision for you. I'm trying for the people. This, oh, this is this is no, to win. To See, yeah, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to find out what Ryan didn't want. And I just he just tipped his hat there. So you knew exactly of, what I didn't want. So of course, Zach spelled Z-A-C is going Mac M-A-C. But for the people. For the oh, people, see. we're going Justin Fields here, taking this guy who was supposed to be the number two overall pick. Justin Fields going to Zach to pair up Zach Wilson, Zach Stevens, and Justin Fields. I hate you. Wow, I literally um, left him speechless. I left him speechless. Ryan, do it. Go someone other than Mac. You can't. You just can't. Um, I'm not going Kellen Mond. I'm definitely not going Kyle Trask. You know, I wish I could just trade out of this pick for like a 2022 fourth. Um, of course, now you have to do this to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, nice kid, um, great personality. Um, you know, uh, you know, might make you laugh, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll take Mac Jones. Um, I, I'm not. No sold. one better be just, voting for your team. I'm not sold at all, but I mean, I'm not. I don't like anyone else either. Um, so yeah, I'll take Mac Jones begrudgingly. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, Ryan, you better not win this draft. Holy cow. <laughs> well, I'm kind of getting the best of both worlds too, because there's Trey Lance people and Mac Jones people. I might get both of them voting for me. Oh, I can't stand this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So now here I am and I'm not surprised at where this uh, leaves me, but I also think that uh, the choice here in this round and then at the top of the next round, I think the choices are obvious and, First up, I'm going to take Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. 
Uh, somebody who I think is, even though Chris Sims has him higher than most, actually has him ahead of Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I think Kellen Mond probably settles somewhere uh, in round two unless somebody gets a little bit frisky and and, and desperate. And a little something of a projection, but you kind of you like the athleticism, you like uh, uh, the the mobility that he possesses, the ability to make uh, to make a, a lot of different throws. I think he's going to have a pretty uh, pretty good level jump going from uh, the offense he ran at A and M to the NFL. So I think you got to give him some time. But there are some intriguing tools there. And speaking of intriguing tools, I'm opening the third round with Jamie Newman out of Wake Forest, and mm. this is the guy who has a cannon of an arm. Uh, it was interesting to watch Jamie Newman and Mac Jones work back to back at the senior bowl because Mac Jones, he's got all the off speed stuff, but he clearly doesn't have the arm, the raw arm talent of, of the other quarterbacks that we're talking about in this exercise. Jamie Newman, he's the guy, he's the guy that if you're making the baseball analogy, he's got the, the fastball that touches a hundred on the gun. He has a howitzer. The problem is, he hasn't learned how to take anything off of that just yet. And so when Jamie Newman was throwing with the wind down at South Alabama's stadium for there for senior bowl practices, the ball was going all over the place. Newman's a project, but did well at Wake Forest. I would have loved it if he could have played this past season at Georgia because he, he transferred and then he opted out because of COVID concerns. But uh, Newman is a nice flyer to take on day two if you haven't had, if you haven't gotten your quarterback on day one, in part because you can just kind of incubate him, develop him, and see where he goes. I mean, that's the, you take chance, you take chances on day two on high upside guys. I mean, Drew Locke's kind of uh, as a high upside guy, and that's a guy that was a guy worth taking a chance on in the second round. I think Jamie Newman is that kind of quarterback too. God, I hate my team. No one vote for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I love Trey Lance, but other than that, um, uh. I mean, look, there's really like, I don't really, my hands are tied. There's no one left that I like. Um, I, I guess I'm taking Kyle Trask. Um, I, you know, like I don't like Davis Mills. I don't like, <laughs> I, I like know. the question mark there that Kale put. Yeah. Just leave it like that. Honestly, I don't care. I mean, Ian Book, like, what are we doing here? Um, this, this, these quarterbacks fall off fast. Yeah. Um, after five for sure. So, um, yeah, give me Kyle Trask. That's the nicest thing you've said about Mac Jones. I'm very happy that you put up, put the fall off after number five. Thank you, Ryan. He really appreciates it, and so do I. Yeah, I mean, I, I could get into that, but I won't. I, I, have to give my <laughs> I have to give my team some sort of chance here. And guys, I'm going to take maybe the the best performer uh, out out of the the rest of this group here because Ryan, you mentioned some of these guys: Davis Mills, yeah. Ian Book. Mm, I tried to convince myself by saying, you know, oh, Stanford guy, but no, I I just can't do it. Uh, so I'm going to go with the guy that has produced the most. I'm going to go with Sam Ellinger out of yeah. Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know. 26 touchdowns, five interceptions last year, year before 32 touchdowns, 10 interceptions year before that 25 touchdowns, five interceptions. I like the production there. Um, you know, he, he's kind of like the Mac Jones, I guess you could say where, uh, you know, doesn't have every single tool that you want, but he's a guy that has produced. So, I'm happy with that being the ninth quarterback off the board. And man, it just rounds my team into the perfect team. Guys. 
Yeah, as I'm looking across the board here, I think Zach might win. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've never won one of these guys. This would be I don't big. think you've ever even gotten second place. Oh, hey, watch yourself now. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think mean, I have a yeah. chance here if I get Team Lance and Team Jones on my side. Yeah. yeah, and then you get some Florida people too. There's a lot of people in Florida. I think what could be hurting Mace is like no Broncos fans have any hope of getting Trevor Lawrence. So like while he's clearly the best option here, uh, like Broncos fans aren't part, like personally excited about him. Then, like you said, Ryan, you and I each got two of the guys in the top five. Mace, while he clearly the best player on the board, that's what that's the the problem of not getting the top guy or with getting the top guys. You you miss out on the two of them. If yeah, I don't win, I, mean, I will yeah. never forget you for forgive you for going against your own <laughs> oh. feelings just to try to win. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, I'm on the right side of the gap, like because the first gap is one to two from Lawrence to the next to the next cluster. And then I'm on the wrong side of it because the next gap is at five is is after five. But then I think then the third gap is after quarterback seven, because I think you got Lawrence kind of up here, then the next four. And then Mond and Newman are think are, are kind of in a level to themselves, a, a tier, that third tier to themselves. And then the rest of it's just I mean, I hate to say trash, but uh, I don't you have. Could say, you could say it's um, trash. Yeah, yeah. I don't have. I don't have many hopes for those guys. I will say this: if if I had had the the last pick of the third round, and I already had Trevor Lawrence, I would have picked Ian Book because I think Book is going to settle as somebody who's kind of that Jim. So- he he could be the he could be what Jim Sorgi was to Peyton Manning. For Trevor Lawrence, basically. <laughs> that sounds great. I'll be, hey, I'll, yeah. Ian, oh, T Law, I'll be your Sorgi. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh. Yeah. I'll be your guys' Sorgi. He's not even invited to the Sorgi. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Damn. Three rings has gone off the hooks. Three rings has officially gone off the hooks. And as we crossed 90 minutes of showtime here, I think that's probably a good place for us to wrap things up. This was awesome. One of my favorite shows we've done yet. Vic absolutely killed it. Pig Tosser was he played along um <laughs> uh but we got to give a birthday shout out to his daughter that was nice yes. i guess I, i've got a golf uh date sound, uh set up when i go down to southern california a place that i actually have never played golf before mm-hmm. uh so it, this was a successful show guys it was great and guys it's just gonna be capped off with me winning the quarterback the great 2021 quarterback draft i thank you both i'm sorry the the further i, w- I get away from my personal disappointment in my picks the more i think i might have a chance here oh no 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 no! i got you on the record already god i hate my team no one vote for me yep but you you can't you know the people might not listen to me i don't know what to tell you uh before we get out of here one last shout out to green mountain dental group the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area just about everyone in the DNVR family is switching over to Green Mountain Dental Group for their dentistry needs. We've got Allie going over there for her wisdom teeth. Lindsay did the same thing. Michaela's been there. Brandon's going there. I'm set up to go there soon. Uh, you can schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam over there and get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you do. 
Uh, and like I said, they'll treat you like family because they are part of the DNVR family. They're the type of people show up at the bar with the whole family. Everyone's wearing uh, an Avs jersey. Uh, you love to see it. So if you're gonna, if you're looking for a new dentist in the metro area, Green Mountain Dental is the place for you. But for another episode of Three Ring Circus, that wraps it up for us. Everyone have a great Friday, and we'll talk to you guys next week.